Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to the program. Come on. Live at 12.05. You can start in the beginning. Driving in your car, heading down to the Old Town Farmer's Market, going up to Grace Hill Winery for some live music and great wine. You can have it tuned to 13.30 or 98.7. Um, glad you're with us today. Hope you've uh, enjoyed the first part of the program. Natalie Bettinelli, uh, I think she did a great job of explaining just what the Cuvée Collective is. And one of the first... Uh, that I got involved with was Robert Craig. And if you haven't heard of them, you're fixing to now. Scott Johnson joins us. He's the Director of Sales and Hospitality at Robert Craig Winery. Scott, welcome to The Good Life. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Guy. It's a pleasure. Well, what a treat. Uh, I poured a, well, it's a little more than my normal tasting pour, probably three ounces. <laughs> and it's making the studio... No Smelling really good. I haven't tasted it yet. We're going to do that later. But uh, uh, let's talk about you first and how you came to be where you are today. What got you interested in wine? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a third generation Napa kid. My grandparents were born and raised out here. And as such, my parents, of course, couldn't resist uh, staying here and making this home themselves. So for for me personally, I grew up, uh, if, if you're familiar with kind of the lay of the land here on the southwest side of Napa, yep. which is just to the northeast side of the San Francisco Bay Area, a little spot we call San Pablo Bay, and the growing community called Carneros. So in that environment, kind of on the city-county line, there were quite a bit of like retired uh, business people that lived in our little cul-de-sac uh, that kind of had wine as like a side hobby, a little passion. So, of course, between my parents growing up in this world and then having just exposure through some neighbors that just based on our location were kind of getting experimental with wine, I as a kid, you know, it's embarrassing to admit how young I started actually <laughs> learning and tasting wine, but that was part of it. As a kid was kind of growing up, more or less like the Lucille Ball pulling up the dress, stopping the grapes, but helping some uh, neighbors in the garage with their little weekend wine project. And this is, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old. Wow. So it goes way back for sure. Uh, I'm 33. Most of my colleagues and I left 
uh, Napa Valley shortly after high school because unless you were super into the wine community, there just truly wasn't a lot of trouble to get into. <laughs> so I actually uh, moved down to San Diego for a couple years, and after wrapping up college, the the reality is you make those trips home for the holidays, and it just starts to kind of resonate with how special this place really is. And wine was always a part of our family experience around the dinner table, you know, great conversation, a, a little music in the background, of course, good food, and a bottle of wine always central to that. So you make those trips home, you just can't resist it. And I made a a pretty quick uh, transition from the, the career path I was on about 11 years ago into the wine business full-time. Wow. Well, uh, I'm envious, and but I'm glad you did it, and I'm glad you work for one of the top producers in, in all of Napa. And I, I am a mountain fruit uh, fanatic, uh, would be a fair guess. I, I'm, I, I really like Mount Veter. And I really like Howe Mountain. I can't wait to taste this. I'm holding off. I've been good all week. I told you it was it was a challenge. But uh, Bob Craig really uh, did a lot in the early days, in the early 90s, when when he put this program together and started making wine to promote mountain fruit, didn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yeah, the history. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's always beautiful to look at his trajectory overall, because his journey, as is the case with most of us, began as a consumer. But when he was visiting Napa first, it was ultimately a very different environment back in the 60s. You only had 20 to 30 wineries at that point in time. He was actually in the Coast Guard, and while making his trips up and down the coastline of California, would make these little weekend trips out to the valley. But the experience that you had back in that timeline, being so few uh, in terms of the concentration with wineries, it was always around the dinner table with the proprietor and the vintners, really the, the people kind of making it happen. And the business at that point was pure passion. There, there really was uh, a very different kind of fundamental level of interest. Now, of course, there's a very healthy business environment around agriculture, specific with viticulture in Napa. So times have changed for sure. But when he was traveling through, he he ultimately fell in love and decided he was going to go off and pursue some higher education out in Chicago. And he and his wife, Lynn, kind of leading up to that felt like, okay, if we're going to do this, this is back when the, the fantasy of owning a winery in Napa was a lot closer to a reality speaking of the economics. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, we joke, it takes a billionaire to make a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. This valley has become so incredibly uh, capital intensive when we talk about starting a winery in the Napa Valley. So he finds himself out in Chicago with this sole kind of focus of, I need to go create a career, ideally in, in real estate. That was an interest of his. And then kind of parlay that later in life to potentially starting up with a little wine project in Napa. Now, it just so happened out in Chicago, he had met a few colleagues in grad school that shared interest in wine, and naturally they started drinking together on the weekends and wound up doing a wine business plan as part of their MBA and deciding, you know, again, with the economics actually looking pretty favorable at that point, like, hey, looking at each other over a glass, this is a good idea. We should probably stash this for a later date and see if we can make it happen. But sure enough, after graduating, they went off on their own respective tracks and 
eventually after about a decade with Bob in the real estate private equity world in the Southwest, he had made his return to Napa now in the late 70s. So at that point in time, Napa's really starting to get some momentum coming off of kind of that whole judgment of Paris era where you had this kind of global level of interest now and, and kind of just general awareness with what was happening here. He transitioned uh, back to some of these relationships that he had met while visiting the Valley in the 60s to kind of work some of those relationships to focus on agricultural development. So one of those connections was William Hill, who was fairly small to, to moderate in size at the time. Now Nowadays, they're quite large, actually part of the Gallo portfolio. And having some success with Mr. Hill was introduced to Donald Hess over on Mount Veter. So Bob really loving what was happening there at the time actually got the opportunity to work with Donald Hess for about a decade as their general manager. Now, of course, Napa in the 80s, it was a very distinct period of growth and things were happening there exponentially. I mean, it is as though you start and your production that you're managing is 5,000 cases. It's kind of a, a modest, uh, small operation in the present day. But within three years, you're doubling that. And sure enough, by the end of the decade, you had grown exponentially from five to 50 to 500,000 cases. So <laughs> I think those that get involved with the goal of the, the passion and the, the true like romance and intimacy that recognize where that growth has brought to you, perhaps look at it kind of like, okay, maybe this is growth beyond what I am really looking for for my day to day. And it's perhaps time to take these lessons and experience to go circle back with those grad school colleagues, dust off that old business plan and launch Robert Craig, which began in 92. Okay. So having these great connections, particularly on, on Mount Veter and Spring Mountain, just north of that, this is all on the western side of Napa. He had all these connections to really get some viticulture contracts going. We didn't have a winery at that point in time. That kind of came a few years down the road, but he was able to really take advantage of those. He also became a key figure in pushing both the Mount Veter and Spring Mountain Appalachians through the federal process to get recognized as formal AVAs or American Viticultural Areas. And then sure enough, after about four years from 92, our first commercial vintage to about 96 transitioning into that 97 timeline, he was able to really kind of work some relationships with the uh, CEO of Duckhorn, who owned this beautiful property, but just a primary residence with a 10 acre vineyard up at the summit of Howe Mountain. We were able to kind of work out uh, an agreement, Bob able to slide in and continue kind of developing that property into his estate, which is really what brought us to the present moment today, where now we have a couple more vineyards up on Howe Mountain, total about 32 acres, and then some additional property over on Mount Veter, part of the old Robin Williams actor comedian's uh, super famous property called Pim Ray that Bob Craig helped to develop. And then we've got our lovely little property down in Coombsville, which was his primary residence. Wow. It's just so interesting. And, uh, you know, we won't have enough time to talk. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll just do a quick overview of wines produced. And then let's taste this How Mountain Cuvée. Uh, recently released, 2020 is the vintage. Not available locally yet, maybe someday. But more importantly, if you go to robertcraigwine.com, you can uh, sign up to get 
release notifications. Uh, they have a good club, uh, and you can order one. I'm Guy Bauer. It's a good life. Uh, we'll be right back with more Scott Johnson and Robert Craig Winery after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.